Okay, we'll start now, guys. If you can just uh, learn in um, in the honor of two people. One is Asher ben Tamar, the security guard, guard who was injured yesterday in a terrorist attack. And number two, uh, Ivan Michal also from our neighborhood. He's having uh, brain surgery today to remove a tumor. Hopefully, it should go well. Yechayim ben Miriam. Okay, we can learn for them. Uh, okay, so we'll start of Kavheim Abet. The last line says, Masa begazru ta'anit belod. So it says, uh, this is the end of the Mishnah, all the way back at the beginning from Dafyutet where it tells us that they made a, a, a Tanit in the city of Lod. And what did they say? Um, it says, the rain came before Chatzot, which we talked about yesterday. And um, Rabbi Tarvin said, Se'uvi v'shatuf yom tov. He says, go out and eat, like you're, you're done. You can, like, the fast is over. Right, that's what we passed. Right, we talked about the yesterday, the Psaq Halacha, right? Was that if, it's, if it's, uh, the rain comes before Chatzot, we don't complete the fast. And then they went and did that in Karu Halel Hagadol, and they read the Halel Hagadol, which is the Hodel Hashem Kidov Kilam Chasto, and the whole uh, the whole line. The Gemara asks, "Ben Neima Halel Miikara? Why not let, let them say Halel, meaning the Halel Hagadol, from the beginning? Meaning, why not just immediate response to the rest to say Halel Hagadol?" So Abayi for Rabbi Damri Tavayu, both Abayi and Rabbi said, "Befisha Ein Amrim Halel Ela Al Nefesh Sevea Bekeres Melia," because you only recite Halel with a satiated soul and a full belly. Okay? Uh, as Rashi says here on the top, So who gives bread to all flesh, it's, it's preferable to say it, thank you, uh, when you are satiated. So better not to say that on an empty, on an empty stomach. Kamar says, Amy, is that so? But Rapapa visited the Beit Knesset of Avi Govar, which Rashi is unsure if that's a person or a place, but it's one of the two. The Gazar Ta'anit, and he declared the fast. And the rain came before Chatzot. So they said halal first, and then they ate and drank. So you see, it's not really such a thing. He says, B'nai Machoz are different because there's a lot of uh, drunkenness found among them. And Rashi says, because uh, since they were concerned they'd get drunk, they maybe would forget to say halal later. So you see that it's not like an absolute rule that you wait for the halal. It's just that all things being equal, you used to say the halal afterwards. If you think you're going to forget, so then you don't, uh, you don't wait. Uh, the play, uh, people from Mechoza means uh, either that place or the place called Mechoza. Okay, Hajjan Allah said your Taniyot Elu. Okay, so that's under the third parak, Shkoach. Okay, we are on pace, guys, for two weeks from yesterday for a CM. That's the plan. Okay? Okay. Um, all right, we, we already have a time slot assigned. So, are we going to be in Yeshiva uh, Okay, great. New parak, fourth parak. Um, arba pamim bayom. There's going to be two main, two main issues with this Mishnah, or this series of Mishnah, which for us is going to be one long Mishnah. One is going to be uh, what we call the Ma'amadot, which is the people from B'nai Yisrael who sort of are like in charge of uh, sort of like standing watch around the avoda that goes on to the Beit HaMikdash. We referenced them earlier, but we'll talk about more about them now. That's basically the rest of this Amud. The very end of this Amud and the rest of the Mishnah is talking about Shabbat Sabbatamuz and Tisha B'av and the other fast days. And that's sort of more like the more Halakha Lamas that, you know, Masechatani stuff actually comes in. Okay? What's that? It's very long, yeah, because it's the whole it's the whole parak of Mishnah essentially in one shot. Uh, if you look like in the regular Mishnah set, you'll see it's like many many Mishnah but it's all put together with him. Okay, so it's three three times a year the Kohanim um, are no say they're a kapehem they they dochen four times during the day. When would they do that? Shacharit b'musab b'minchah b'nilat sha'arim. So shacharit was a mincha and what we call the ilah. 
Okay, one of the three times a year when we do this. Betaniyot. Okay, it's number one on fast days. Okay, and this, by the way, we do see a relic of this in our tefillah that we know at Mincha on fast days, we do say Birka Konim, even um, sometimes, in, in Israel, sometimes you actually have real dochening, depending on how early you dove in uh, Mincha, but certainly in the Chazar uh, Dashat, we know we have that, we say Sim Shalom and things like that. On the Ma'amadot, and we'll talk about what Ma'amadot is in a minute, um, and because there's special tefillah there, and Yom Kippur. Okay, that we know also, we have the Elah. So we only really experience the Elah on Yom Kippur. Elohim Ma'amadot. This is what, these are the Ma'amadot. Lefish and Amar, because it says in Bamid Bar Perakavchet, which is a well-known section because you read it in Rosh Chodesh, Tzavet B'nei Yisrael at Korbani Lachmi, right, command B'nei Yisrael about my Korban, my bread. This is about the Korban Tamid. V'kiheach Korbano Shal Adam Karevuhu Eno Omeil Agabav. How can it be that there's a Korban being brought and the owner of the Korban is not standing over him? And if you go to Beit HaMikdash to bring a Korban, you are there. You, you should have supervised the, the offering of the Korban, even if you're not physically active. So what do they do? But this is a Korban for the Tzibor. So Bishmarot. So the, the, the early Nevi'im instituted 24 Mishmarot, like uh, guards, I guess you would say, or groups of guards. Akom Mishmar u Mishmar hayam ma'amad b'Yerushalayim shal kohanim shal levi'im v'shal Yisraelim. And for each Mishmar, there was a ma'amad, like a, a group that stood in Yerushalayim of kohanim, levi'im, and Yisraelim. Higiyazman ha-Mishmar la'alot. Uh, when the time of the Mishmar for each group, so they got like a week at a time, so when each one's time came to go up to Yerushalayim, Kohanim Uleviim Olim Yerushalayim, so the Kohanim Uleviim, they went up to Yerushalayim, right? They're going to do stuff actually in the Beit HaMikdash. The Yisrael, Shabbat Mishmar, but the Yisrael of that particular Mishmar, what did they do? So the truth is that there are some that go to, to go to the Beit HaMikdash as well, but many of them, most of them do not, and what do those ones do? Mit Kansin La'arehen, they gather in their cities, the Korin B'maseh Breshit, they read Maaseh Breshit. Um, yeah, they read from, yeah, from Sefer Breshit from, from the beginning. Okay. Um, do we, uh, fine. This next section of the Mishnah is not in the Yerushalmi, which is interesting because the Mishnah t- doesn't usually differentiate between Yerushalmi and Bavli. But we'll just read it. And the people of the Ma'amad would fast four days during the week. So from Monday through Thursday. Not on Friday out of honor of Shabbat. Not on Sunday. And they didn't fast on Sunday because you don't want to leave the Menucha and Oneg, like the rest and the enjoyment of Shabbat, and go into Yigiya and Tanit, immediately transition into like weariness and fasting. The Amutu, and they could die. I guess like the concern is that's like an unhealthy thing to do. Certainly, it doesn't mention it, but it seems to be obvious that we're not fasting on Shabbat as well. As a matter of practical, do we have any fast days that do come after Shabbat? Yes. Like, we do. Especially the Shabbat is pushed off to a second. Right. We do start fasting on Shabbat. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could also answer how serious is this concern, really? Um, maybe not enough to push off a real fast day for these ones, I guess, you know, whatever. But yeah, but it's an interesting point of record that, yes, we do. Okay, so what would they do? By Yom HaRishon, so then they read from the Torah, okay? It's Rashid. By Yom HaRishon, so you see, by the way, how the middle, the middle stuff that we just read doesn't really seem to fit so well, because this next line follows directly from Korin Demasa Rashid. Anyhow, so. By Yom HaRishon, Rashid, Vahirakiyah. And the, and the first day they read Breshit, the beginning, and then Behirakiyah, they, uh, there'll be a, like a firmament. Beshini Yehirakiyah, you repeat that, Vikabu Amayim, and the splitting of the waters. Beshlishi Yekabu Amayim, Vimorot. And the third day you read about splitting of the waters and the Meorot, um, right, the, uh, 
the sources of light. Okay. Okay. So uh, basically, basically go over the course of those days through all six days of creation. Parsha Gedola Korina Tabishnaim. If it's a larger parsha, meaning if the, if the section that we're reading is bigger, so you can have two different aliyot, or in their days it would be two different people reading from the Torah. And if it would be, let's say, for instance, a five pasuk section, they would do um, the first three pasukim would be one person, and then you'd repeat the third pasuk for the second Korah, you need to be three, four, and five, because you know there's a minimum of Kriya. Uh, a minimum of three psukim, right? The smallest aliyah you can have is three psukim. Uh, we have a relic of that type of uh, thing when we, when we read on, uh, on Rosh Chodesh, right? The first two aliyot of Rosh Chodesh is one parsha that's five psukim long, so we tend to do the first three and then repeat the third and do the next two. Okay, so that's if it's a parsha like the Likri Naktana Biachid. A smaller section would be one individual person would read it, and we do this b'shacharit b'musaf u'b'mincha nichnasin v'korin apia. One second. Uh, one second. Blah, 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 blah. Hold on. I feel like I'm messing up the uh, punctuation here. Beshacharit b'musaf u'v'mincha nichdasim v'korin alpihem k'korim et shema. Why am I feeling? I think it's beshacharit that you read. You read the Pesukim and Shacharit, but in Musaf of Mincha, Amos of Mincha, you come in and you read it by heart, meaning that's not a formal reading of the Torah, just like you can say the Shema by heart. Erev Shabbat Mincha, if it's Friday afternoon at Mincha, Lo Hayu Nichlasin, they did not come back into the shul to say these things. We thank God Shabbat, and of honor of Shabbat, they could prepare for Shabbat. Okay, now, within these Ma'amadot, Kol Yom Sheyishbo Halel, any day where you say halal, there's no ma'amad b'shacharit, uh, at least not in the morning. Um, this whole process of the people who, you know, the Israelim who gather in their shuls and read from the, you know, read from the, uh, from Sefer Breshit. Korban musaf, any day that has a korban musaf, in b'ni'ilah, then you don't do it in ni'ilah. I mean, the musaf would, would, uh, would impact the ni'ilah. Okay, so that's when it has, to, uh, that's that. And then Korban Itzim, we'll see what Korban Itzim in a minute. If there's Korban Itzim, ain't the Mincha, David Rebbe Kiva, then you wouldn't do this during Mincha time. Amr lo Benazah, Benazah said to Rebbe Kiva, Kachaya Rabbi Yeshua Shoneh, this is what Rabbi Yeshua taught, Korban Musaf, ain't the Mincha, Korban Itzim, ain't the Neila. Okay, that he said the Korban, if there's a Korban Musaf, you don't, you don't do it during Mincha, if there's a Korban Itzim, you don't do it during Neila. And the Gemara and the Mishnah said, Mishnah says, "Chazar Rabbi Kiva liot shonet ke ben Azai." Okay, then Rabbi Kiva took it back, and he actually felt that Ben Azai correct. What is Korban Eitzim? So Korban Eitzim is essentially a time when certain people. Um, the Gemara will explain this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when people would bring the wood for the mizbeach. And along with the wood that they were bringing from the Mizbeach, they had a special korban, a korban nedava uh, of an olah. Right? And korban nedava means a voluntary offering. That's a korban olah, meaning it all goes to Hashem. It's all burned up. And when you have that, that's a special occasion. So based on this special occasion, we don't have the same process that we have in these other days. Okay? What are we talking about now? 
now it will go on and list basically the, the times for the people who bring the different, uh, the wood for the Mizbeach. So, Zman Atzei Kohanim Veha'am Tisha. The time of the uh, Atzei Kohanim and the people, meaning the people have the opportunity to bring the, uh, the wood for the, uh, for the Mizbeach, are nine. There's nine different days. So now it goes through the dates and the family, and usually the family is a family that's mentioned in Sefer Ezra, um, who had the honor of bringing the trees those days, or the wood that day. Be'echad b'Nisan b'nei Arach ben Yehuda. So on the first of Nisan, there was Arach ben Yehuda's family. Be'estrim b'Tammuz, on the 20th of Tammuz, notice the time lag, from Nisan all the way till Tammuz, right? Nisan, Erev, on Tammuz, so it's like a, a few months later. The 20th of Tammuz, b'nei David ben Yehuda. Okay? About half a month later, Okay, people of Parosh ben Yehuda. That's only two days later. Bnei Yonadav ben Rechev. Ba'asarabo, right, three days after that. Bnei Sina ben Binyamin. Ba'chamisha Asarbo, on the 15th. Bnei, once again. Zata or Zaytu ben Yehuda. V'imahem ko'anim uleviim. V'kol mi sheta'ah. V'imahem ko'anim uleviim. Um, and with them, all the Kohanim uh, Levim as well, the Kol Misha Ta'ah B'Shivto, and also with that, um, are anybody who doesn't know their Shevet. That's when they were actually to participate. Obnei Gonvi Eli, Obnei Kotzi Kitziot, as well as people who are Gonvei Eli and Kotzei Kitziot, which I think we'll see more about in the Gemara. But in short, what this means is these are people, there are certain situations where they weren't allowed to like bring the Bikurim, so these people basically like cut up different types of trees, that's what the Eli is and Kitsiyot, and they sort of covered them up as though they're like carrying around different things, but there was a way of uh, hiding that they were bringing Bikurim, because there were these guards that were set up to prevent them from going to the Beit HaMikdash for, to bring the Bikurim, and so this is a way to sort of like subvert the authorities, and they were able to get around it, and then as a sort of as a reward for these people who sort of were able to get around the authorities to still be able to bring the Bikurim to Beit HaMikdash, they were rewarded with being able to um, bring wo- the wood to the Beit HaMikdash. Okay, I think we'll see more about that. The Esrimbo on the 20th, we're still in, uh, in, uh, in Av, B'nei Pachat Moav ben Yehuda. The Esrim Be'elo on the 20th of Elo, B'nei Adin ben Yehuda. That's my favorite Mishnah because it has my name, Adin, in it. Be'echad B'tebed, Shavu B'nei Parosh Shni'ah. On the first of Tebed, the people, uh, the sons of Parosh, came back a second time. Okay, so that we'll see more about that. Be'echan b'teveit lo hayabo ma'amad. On the first, but that one day, the first of Teveit, there was actually no ma'amad at all. Why not? Shehayabo halel, because that the first of Teveit is Rosh Chodesh. There was halel ve'korban Musaf, right? Because also Rosh Chodesh. And remember, uh, halel also not just because of halel. Excuse me, halel really isn't because of uh, Rosh Chodesh. It's really because of Hanukkah, right? The first of Teveit. It's also korban Musaf, which is not for Hanukkah, but it is for Rosh Chodesh. Ve'korban etzim, and also korban etzim for the Bnei Parosh. Okay, so all those three things, so we saw that all those three things will affect the breaking, the having the ma'amad, so since you have all three, all three things in one day, it cancels out the, uh, the ma'amad for, all, for the entire day. Uh, the last thing we'll just do is the last couple of lines here, Antam Abed, which is the more famous part of our, of our Mishnah. There are five things that happened to our forefathers on the 17th of Tammuz, and five things happened on Tisha B'Av. On the 17th of Tammuz, Nishtabru HaLuchot, number one, the Luchot were broken. Ubatel HaTamid, the Korban Tamid, ceased to be brought. Hufka Ahair, this is more famous, right, that the, uh, the walls of the city were breached. Visarafa Postamos, the Tatarah, Postamos, 
um, burned the Torah, and he also set up an idol in the Beit HaMikdash. Those are the five things. Betisha be'av nigzara la'avotinu shalei kansu la'aretz. Bless you. So the first thing that happened is that um, during the story of the Miraglim, of the spies, we had the decree that we wouldn't uh, enter the Midbar for 40 years. That's one. The Charav Be'abayit Barishona. And the first Beit HaMikdash was destroyed. That's two. Ubashniya. And the second one. That's three. V'nilkoda Beitar. V'nilkoda and the and Beitar was captured. Beitar is a city that was uh, ultimately uh, destroyed. So that when it was uh, captured, that's uh, Tisha B'av. And the city was plowed over. Then we'll conclude, we'll just say, we'll end we'll on, a, on a, uh, a down note. Mishinichnas av mema'atin besimcha. Now this is, as they, this is the opposite of Mishinichnas adar marbim besimcha. When av comes in, we start to minimize the uh, enjoyment and uh, joy that we experience. Okay, but we'll continue that Mishnah later, and then we'll continue with the uh, Gemara tomorrow.